0: Good morning, Church, and shalom. Welcome to our online service once again. We are excited as we enter into the month of October because this month is our month of missions. We have specific themes even as we work towards and move towards even the missions emphasis and rally. But for this month, the emphasis is on the kingdom, and that's what I'd like to talk about this morning. Now the subject of the kingdom is huge. It is massive. And there's no way that I can cover everything. It, no, I, can, I can't even scratch the surface in just one message. The one important concept in the New Testament, the most important concept in the New Testament, is the kingdom. It is the foundation of almost everything that Jesus taught and said. Kingdom is a big thing for Jesus Christ. In fact, the word kingdom or kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven is mentioned 126 times in the Gospels alone and 34 times in the rest of the New Testament. It is very obvious that Jesus could not stop talking about the kingdom. Jesus talked about the kingdom more time than he did about prayer, about faith, about love, added together. And so you find that in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, The important central theme is the kingdom of God. He thought about the kingdom. He mentioned about the kingdom in the parables. So often he began his teaching with the words, the kingdom of heaven is light. He came to establish the kingdom. The kingdom was always on his mind, in his words. Jesus operated in kingdom authority. When he started his ministry soon after announcing the kingdom of God has already arrived, the Bible says He went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and diseases. That is kingdom authority. And even in the final words, as he entered into Jerusalem, he was still talking about the kingdom. The disciples could not understand. At his trial, he was still talking about the kingdom, actually. And so it was always on his mind, and it was his favorite topic even after his resurrection, during the 40 days with his disciples, what did he talk about? It was the kingdom of God. He talked about nothing but the kingdom of God. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, he was still talking about the kingdom before his ascension. That's how important kingdom is to Jesus Christ. Yes. Without doubt, the central theme of Jesus is the kingdom. And yet so many times the church has missed it. If this is the most important thing for Jesus Christ, it is definitely a neglected, neglected topic. And so today, let us first of all seek to rediscover the concept of the kingdom. What was Jesus talking about? Why did he spend so much time on it? There are three kingdom concepts. The first one is that of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God really? Nowadays we seldom use the word kingdom. And even when we use it, we normally refer to a place. Like the United Kingdom. Or the magic kingdom. We refer to a specific Geographical place, defined by its borders. But when Jesus used the concept of the kingdom, the word kingdom in Greek does not refer to a place or to a realm. It does not refer to even to a people. But rather the kingdom refers to the rule or the reign of God. R-E-I-G-N. It is not a place or a realm but the rule of God. In fact, some Bible translations actually translated the Greek phrase kingdom of God as the reign or the rule of God. Please type in the chat group there and say the reign, R-E-I-G-N. The reign of God. That's what the kingdom of God really is. And so the word, English word, kingdom, actually it refers to the king's dominion. Kingdom, the king's dominion. It implies authority or lordship. The kingdom reigns from the beginning itself in heaven. God has total dominion over all of heavens and earth. Thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven the reign of god in heaven is perfect god established that reign by his creation and he gave to adam dominion rule over the whole of creation but adam lost it adam lost it And the whole of the Old Testament is in preparation for a kingdom invasion or the establishment of the kingdom of God. Then there is a concept of the king and his coming. The kingdom invasion that I'm talking about here has already started, has already been launched. Every kingdom has a king. The center of the kingdom is the king, not the kingdom itself. And this king that we are talking about, in biblical understanding, is someone that cannot be voted out of power. This king owns everything in the kingdom when jesus was born he was born not as a prince or a crown prince he was born as a king the wise men came with their gifts to worship not a prince but to worship the king that was born. Herod was afraid of this baby because he recognized he is a king. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, Jesus declared his ultimate mission statement. And it is important for the king or for that leader to just announce his mission statement. And his mission statement is very clear. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Actually, the Greek word near means is at hand, is already here. The kingdom invasion has started. And the goal of God in sending Jesus Christ is not to bring us a religion, but dominion, kingdom dominion. And in his life and ministry, Jesus exercises his authority as the king. At the Mount of Transfiguration, we call it the Mount of Transfiguration, but actually it is the Mount of Transferring. There were only two other men there that appeared to together with Jesus. There was Moses and Elijah and Jesus. Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophet. But Jesus is the king. To show that he is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament. Preparation of the coming kingdom invasion. He fulfills the law, he fulfills the prophets and he stood there as a king. The transfiguration when he was changed and the power and the glory of, of God came down upon him. It's not just to show off, but a declaration that the kingdom has come and the king is standing in our midst. The king is very, very important. And we have here even Jesus Christ his influence as the king. It is not so much as legislation, but really his very presence himself. When Jesus was tried by the religious leaders, he was accused of all kinds of charges. He did not respond at all. But when the chief priest asked him, I and and adjure him and says, I adjure you by the name of God. Tell us whether you are the king. Only then Jesus replied. Only then he affirmed, for this reason I was born. He as the king does not have to answer to any frivolous charges. But when it comes to his kinship, he said it loud and clear. Type in the chat group and say, Jesus is king. Jesus is king. But his kingdom, he says in John chapter 13, or rather, John chapter 18, verse 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, there would my servants would will fight. But now my kingdom is not from hence. He used the, the word kingdom and world. And here is a concept that's very important for us to understand. We live on earth with two worlds. The earth is a physical planet that we live in. But there are two worlds. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. The world comes from the Greek word cosmos. K-O-S-M-O-S. It means the governing influence, the influence that is presently affecting the earth. And there are two kingdoms that are affecting the earth. There is a kingdom of Satan, kingdom of darkness. But Jesus is the light of the world. Satan is prince of darkness. That's why Jesus says we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are not to be influenced by the kingdom of darkness, but rather the kingdom of light. Paul urged, we are no longer no longer conform to the world. And so, brothers and sisters, kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. The kingdom of darkness will put you in the fire. Like they did with in the book of Daniel. But the government of the kingdom of light will take you out of the fire. The kingdom of darkness will put you down. The kingdom of light will lift you up. The kingdom of darkness makes you worry. But the kingdom of light takes away that anxiety. So Jesus is the king of the kingdom of light. And so the matter of the king is who rules in your life. If Jesus rules, you have the light, you have the power, you have the victory. And Jesus Christ has come to establish with a kingdom invasion, the kingdom of God right here on earth. It was CS Louis, who says in his book Mere Christianity, that Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed in disguise and is calling us all to take part in the great campaign of sabotage. Yes, the king has come. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is here. It's awesome. It's powerful. It is unshakable, unstoppable. So rejoice, people of God. Shout for joy. Oh, people of God, your king has come. His kingdom is here. Type in the chat group and say Jesus is my king. The third concept that's very important is the gathering of kingdom citizens. The kingdom of God and the sovereign action of God is in redeeming the people. Jesus' kingly rule is a saving activity. It is called in the great Evangelion. That means the gospel of the kingdom. What is the gospel of the kingdom? It is basically God saving the people for himself, gathering the people for himself on this earth. And in the new heaven and new earth, your kingdom comes. There is a the present and the future dimension. The kingdom of God is in our midst. We are kingdom citizens. You see, in the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as kingdom membership. You don't become members like you in the kingdom, like you become members in a society or whatnot. No, a country has citizens, not members. Jesus is a king, and we are kingdom citizens. And that is a very powerful concept. And only Jesus Christ can give us that right to be kingdom citizens. Religion cannot give us, religion teaches us to do good and this and that. They are wonderful, but the most that religion can give us is to make us immigrants of a nation. But the the, the status of your country Our origin of a country does not change. You are immigrants. But we are citizens of the kingdom with all the rights and privileges that we can live in and exercise, enjoying the benefits through His words of forgiveness, deliverance and healing and kingdom life that He gives to us. When you leave, under the rulership of Jesus Christ, yes, it's a wonderful life. If you know it, believe it, and live in it. And so, let, let, let me now give you the three keys to the kingdom invasion and kingdom living that we are talking about. Jesus says in Matthew chapter sixteen, verse nineteen, "I give you the keys of the kingdom." In Luke chapter twelve, verse thirty-two, "Fear not, little flock." For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to give us the kingdom and he has already done it. But you must receive it, recognize it and realize it. The kingdom is not in the faraway time, but it is here. Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you and it is for the here and for the now. Jesus wants us to live life in the kingdom. The arrival of the king has made it possible for each and every one of us. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Praise God for that. And so brothers and sisters, the first key the first key to the kingdom of God is the key to enter as kingdom citizens. As kingdom citizens. Kingdom life actually requires repentance. Jesus said, or, or rather John the Baptist in announcing the arrival of the king, says, the kingdom of God is near. Turn from your sins and believe in the good news or repent and believe the good news in Mark chapter 1 verse 15. And Jesus when he began his ministry he started by saying in that powerful verse in Mark uh, sorry in Matthew chapter 4 verse 17 repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so you want to become kingdom citizens, you want to enter into the kingdom of God. The first thing that we need to do is repent from all our sins, from all our wayward ways. Repentance is the way to enter into the kingdom of God. And then the kingdom of God lives within us. Repentance is not just about forgiveness of sins. Actually the Greek word for repentance means change your mind, change your thinking. Change your thinking about who is going to rule in your life. Jesus concept of the kingdom is a reversal of the thinking of the people. That's why they couldn't understand it. It is an upside down kingdom, but rather, I think it is a right side up kingdom. But the way that the religious leaders think was so different from what Jesus Christ declared. Repentance is changing your thinking. They were, the kingdom of, of, of Jesus is not a political kingdom, it's not a military victory. Jesus' kingdom was an interior kingdom. An interior kingdom. Kingdom of God is within you. You repent. Through the finished work of Calvary, you change your thinking about the kingdom of God and how you would live your life. That's why in Luke chapter 17, verse 20 to 21, when when the when the people ask Jesus about the kingdom, where is it? You know, is it here? And 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 uh where do you find it? Jesus says, do 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 not just look for it here or there. You won't find it in that way. The kingdom of God is within you, and it comes with a relationship with the king when you have received forgiveness, and you have that relationship with the king. That's how it enters in. You know the king. The kingdom, as we say, is defined, or rather the kingdom is defined by the king. So the more that you know the king, you know about the kingdom. Did said say that most Christians repent enough to get forgiven? but not enough to see the kingdom. Yeah, we are forgiven. We thank God for that. But you will not see the kingdom unless you press in further and live under the lordship of the king. And that's where most Christians miss out. They have a form of Christianity. Outward deeds, outward appearance. But they do not have any relationship vibrant relationship with the, king, uh, with the king. That's why Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23, Jesus says, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Have you had a change of mind, change of thinking, and now you are just wanting to do the will of God. You live under the rulership of Jesus Christ. You are totally surrendered to Him. That's how we enter into the kingdom of God and have the relationship with the King. We are trained for the kingdom. Type in the chat group and say, "We are kingdom citizens." Hallelujah if you have repented and you have that living relationship with Jesus Christ as your king you are kingdom citizens yes kingdom citizens so the first thing is to enter to kingdom citizenship the second thing is to the second key to kingdom invasion and kingdom living is to enjoy radical Kingdom living. Radical Christian living. Matthew chapter 6 tells us that. Guys, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is available for us now. You and I can live in a, a kingdom life. Radical lives. How does that happen? It's radical as given for us in Matthew chapter 6 and you know that jesus was talking you know about the opposing views of the the human viewpoint at that time he says people are so concerned people are so concerned about the things in life what we shall eat clothing food shelter cars power status and Jesus says hey that is a part of the worldly system worldly thinking kingdom of darkness people think that way this is the the pagans they think about all those things but he says you you if you really want to live radical kingdom lives Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The first thing we need to do then in living radical uh, kingdom lives is to seek the kingdom of God. Make the kingdom of God your top priority. How many of us are really doing that? Or are we consumed with the pagan thinking? Just taking care of the material world. On all the things that cause us to be worried about, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. And I tell you, if you are seeking the kingdom of God first, if you are seeking to understand the kingdom and allowing the kingdom to influence you and the rule of God in your life, obedience to His rule, Obedience to his leading. Friends, there's radical life. There's radical kingdom living. Not like the pagans. What is your priority today? Just, is it just the material world, the financial world? And so many things cause you to worry. Why? Because you don't have the kingdom mindset yet. If you have that, you will know the word of Jesus Christ, and you will not allow any of these things to shake you, because the reign of God is a stable reign. It's a sure reign. It is not dependent on what you have or what you don't have, what is happening in the world. The reign of God has been from the ages past, even right up to now, He continues to rule. So we must seek the kingdom of God first. The Bible also says, "Not just seek ye first the kingdom of God, but also His righteousness." We are talking about the culture of the kingdom, a culture of righteousness, of uprightness. Now today, we do not talk about the kingdom, but rather, it is the same as government. We don't talk about the kingdom of Malaysia, but the government of Malaysia. So likewise also I must take the government of God in my life seriously kingdom of God righteousness in my work in my private life I must have the government of God in my life he rules in my thought in my action you see the kingdom power is to be experienced not just inwardly but it must be expressed outwardly in what we may call as a kingdom culture, which is so many times opposed to the worldly culture. That's why many times Jesus said, including in the Sermon on the Mount, you have heard it he said, it is like this, but I tell you, no, it is like that. The kingdom culture is so opposing and different. Walk the second mile. Turn the other cheek. That's the righteousness of the kingdom of God expressed in the way that we live. The gospel message is completely different from anything and everything else by seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We are displaying a different kind of life. For example, in Matthew chapter 21, verse 42, in talking to the religious leaders, Jesus said, "I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken up from you and given to a nation." Producing its fruit. There must be the fruits of the kingdom. Examples of kingdom living. For example, love one another. That is kingdom culture. And Jesus went beyond that. In the world he says, hate your enemy. But Jesus says, love your enemy. Kingdom culture of giving. Kingdom culture of peace, faith, and even joy. Joy, rejoice, even though sufferings and tribulations are everywhere. Our response is that of rejoicing. And so, seek the righteousness of God. Let it imbue your life in every... Area in every dimension to reflect kingdom culture. Type in the chat group and say reflect kingdom culture. And Jesus says, When you do that, all these things shall be added to you. All the things that the pagans are looking for will be added to you. Kingdom blessings, kingdom benefits including food clothing and everything else that we desire in life we kingdom living means we experience the blessing of his reign in our lives praise the lord for that finally the key to exercise revolutionary kingdom authority the key to enter, the key to enjoy, and now the key to exercise revolutionary kingdom authority. How do you do that? Receive the kingdom appointment. Receive the kingdom appointment. Oh, for example, in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 to 19, it is an example of the kingdom of God, won by Jesus and given back to rest. The 70 returned to Jesus Christ and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I beheld Satan, fallen as lightning from heaven. And Jesus says, Behold, I give you authority. This is our kingdom appointment. He gave us authority as kingdom citizens and now kingdom ambassadors we are sent to re-establish the kingdom of heaven. We are sent for kingdom invasion in this world. The gospel of the kingdom must be preached, healing all manner of sicknesses and diseases among the people. And Jesus has delegated that authority to us. Praise God. God is looking to bestow that kingdom authority upon those who will do something with it. Remember the time when Jesus said in Mark chapter nine, verse one, "I assure you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come in power." Some of you, some of the Christians have asked me, I mean, what does this phrase mean? To see the kingdom of God coming in power, they will not, and they will not see death before that. It's not talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Talking about the coming of the kingdom of God. There, and then, the kingdom came in power on the day of Pentecost. And the people experienced it. Many people experience it. They saw the power of the kingdom of God because the overseer of the kingdom of God is none other than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit invaded their lives, came in power and sent them out into the world in power and in authority. And that's what Jesus Christ wants to do which each and every one of us. We are part of the subversive movement that God has started and the kingdom continues to expand it is an invisible kingdom but it is a sure kingdom that is expanding through each and every one of us a small mustard seed that is grown up the yeast that is found in the in the uh, in the bread or in the dough that causes it to expand this is what the kingdom of god is like and it continues to spread through each and every one of us. So let us proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. In Matthew 24:14, and this good news of the kingdom will be preached in all the inhabited earth as a witness to the nations and then will the end will come. Will you receive that appointment and assignment and say yes, Lord. I will be that invading force In this world of darkness, I will be the light of Jesus Christ. I will be the messengers of the kingdom. Send me, use me. And so, brothers and sisters, rediscovering the kingdom concept, the three things, three concepts, kingdom of God, the coming of the king, and the gathering of the kingdom citizens. And then how do you use the three keys to the kingdom invasion and living? The key to enter kingdom citizenship, the key to enjoy radical kingdom living, the key to exercise revolutionary kingdom authority, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven Receive and walk In the kingdom of God Let's pray Hallelujah Understanding the kingdom of God And Living in the kingdom of God Is so very important If you are here today And you do not know you do not have the life of the kingdom, the new life. You do not know the king, Jesus Christ. And perhaps that's the reason why you feel tired, weary and worn lately. Because there's no center in your life, there's no king in your life. You have no established priority in God. I invite you to open your heart today to receive the king, Jesus Christ who died on the cross forgive all our sins and now brings the kingdom of God into our life. Do you want to do that? If that's your desire, please pray with me right now. Dear God, I thank you that you love me so much that you send your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to forgive me of all my sins, to give me eternal life. Life in the kingdom of God. I confess all my sins and I ask Jesus Christ to be the King of my life, to be the Lord of my life. I thank you. Continue to lead me. Review your plan for my life and I will follow after you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, please, just enter into our Zoom prayer room and just meet somebody there who would like to talk to you and continue to affirm what you have done today. Congratulations. In this simple manner, you have entered into the kingdom of God, the kingdom citizenship, and a brand new world opens before you. For the rest of us Christians here, Are you just a Christian or are you a kingdom citizen? Do you surrender your life, live your life wholeheartedly under the rulership of God? Express within and without the kingdom rule in your life. Don't be just a nominal Christian doing religious things. But rather follow the kingdom. Seek the kingdom, put it as your top priority. If that is your desire, then God will bless you in every other areas. All other things will be added to you. If that is your desire, please just commit your life to the Lord right now. And there are pastors that are waiting to pray with you as you make that commitment to live that radical, revolutionary. Live With the kingdom invasion That you have experienced Please Join us in our Zoom Prayer room And we'll pray with you But right now Let me just pray for all of you Before you go Father, we just want to thank you That the kingdom of God is here And Lord, we live even in your in your presence and the kingdom of god is within us let it be expressed and live out in his full power and reality oh god i pray that from this day onwards we will put your kingdom first we will seek you and tighten lord and establish that relationship with you we crown you as the ruler of all we surrender all our fears all our anxieties all our worries your lord into your hands And we receive The kingdom Righteousness Into our life The kingdom power Father We accept Our appointment And assignment As well Send us forth In the kingdom Of darkness To spread The gospel Of the kingdom And the light And life Of the kingdom As your ambassadors Bless your people Dear Lord That from This day onwards Our life Will be totally changed Because We walk and live in kingdom authority. We thank you, we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. the Lord bless you, Shalom and Maranatha.